This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Sports Better's Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network. All right, Jimmy out here with Wes Reynolds from Vincent on Sports Better's Paradise. And Wes, it continues his hot roll two and one uh, last week. A winner outright with the Colts plus six and a half. Denver Green Bay teaser covering uh, easily. Both of those teams uh, winning the game, much less uh, covering a seven and a half point teaser. Minnesota coming up a little bit short. Actually fortunate to win for you survivor yes. players uh, in that one. So what? Uh, nice job, Wes. Two and one, uh, seven and three now on the season. Yeah, it's uh, been been a good start. Uh, you know, so we've seen a lot a lot of these games and and they've been kind of unpredictable early i think because it's almost like the first few weeks of the regular season have been an extension of the preseason and i think what you see and i know i kind of beat a dead horse when i talk about this the offensive line play around the league i think has been trending downwards maybe for a variety of reasons partially because okay a lot of these guys come from the college game where they're in spread offenses and the protections and the philosophy is a little bit different or maybe it's because look because of the collective bargaining agreement that they're hitting less I I don't know if that plays into it or what it is but offensive lines Jimmy you can just see that a lot of these teams, even even teams that are have you know reputations for being good offensive lines, like the Colts, the aforementioned Colts that we talked about, mm-hmm. they had some real problems. Even though they got the outright win and cover against the Chiefs on Sunday, you could tell they had some problems with protection up front and also with run blocking. So you know, there's always the old adage that your offense is what you can block, and that's why you've seen some of the offenses down. I think so far this season. That's interesting because I, I haven't heard that theory and the, the one that I, I go to early because it's the thing that's different early in the season, the change in the, you know, in the uh, the preseason schedule. Before, when it was four games, a four-game preseason schedule, it was so uniform on how people approached it. Nothing in uh, week one. Uh, uh, your starters, maybe a series or two in week two. Week three, they play a half. A, a lot of them, and then off completely, and then you come back the next week, three games, two weeks before the last game in a season opener has really shotgunned out everybody's approach. So, I, I, I but I haven't heard the offensive line, but it makes sense, Les. And I mean, Wes, and the thing, the thing that we were wondering also, the emphasis on preseason with illegal contact. We talked about those those calls going up. I haven't seen that translate. Uh, to the regular season early on also. Yeah, I mean, certain crews, I think if you really look at the data, are emphasizing it more than others. It hasn't been uniform. Like, we always go back to that college basketball season a few years ago where you had just these high-scoring games because of the, quote,
quote unquote point of emphasis uh, where, you know, they're starting to call that hand checking and you'd see these games in November and December that have like 45 combined fouls with the two teams. And these games were getting in the triple digits because of all these trips to the foul line, you're getting three hour games. And then once you got the conference season in like mid January, it's like, yeah, we'll just call it like we normally call it. But yeah, you haven't seen it materialize. I don't think as of yet, this illegal contact thing. And then partially because like we said, the offensive line out of kilter and just the offense is maybe a little bit slow to get a good start because you had at least a dozen quarterbacks that didn't even take a snap in the preseason. So maybe this is the week you kind of started to see it a little bit last week where some of those first halves, I think all almost all of those games went over in the first half and then plenty of them still went under by betting the second half under. So we'll see if there's another week of that, but I think by and large, even though I don't have any totals for you guys this week, I'll probably maybe slightly be on more overs than unders because I think eventually it's going to catch up because right now it's like a little over 60% to the under. Maybe a buy low spot, uh, but then in our conversation with Randy McKay also, he says, hey, the betting public's always going to bet to favorites and overs. So oh, absolutely. So you know, be careful. So uh, it's, a, it's sort of a – uh, you know, a spot uh, situation, uh, no question. We're already seeing some of the backup quarterbacks uh, come in. Let's get to this week's scheduling. Man, as good as the NFL is and doing a lot of their stuff, but I just don't know why they can't get this right. Uh, nine games, 1 p.m. Eastern kickoff <laughs> and three on uh, at uh, 405 slash 425. One of those games uh, is out in your neck of the woods uh, in Las Vegas in the O and 3 Raiders now. Let's face it, they should have won. It was a hose job on a call against Arizona, but they contributed to that loss in the second half, not converting a third down. Uh, Raiders coming home 0-3 against the 2-1 Broncos. That's a sketchy uh, 2-1. Also, uh, Raiders now up to 2.5 right now at Bet Rivers. Yeah, and I'm going to lay uh, the money line here, and I would still lay the two and a half with the Raiders. Uh, they're 0-3, and I'm not saying this team is very good because, look, they've been undisciplined. They've taken bad penalties at bad times. Uh, they got behind last week against Tennessee, but they had a chance to tie with the two-point conversion with 114 left. And, look, and I expected, even though I didn't bet that game, I thought that was going to be a home run effort for Tennessee, who I'm down on this year. But, you know, when you're 0-2 and you're a home underdog – you know, we saw that, you know, even though it was 0-1-1, we saw that with the Colts last week. It's a desperate sure. situation. So you look at the Raiders, though, and they're the only winless team in the league. They're 0-3, but three of their losses are by a total of 13 points. So it's not like they're getting their you-know-what's kicked in here. Uh, first time they've started 0-3 since 2018. Devontae Adams has been as good as advertised. He's got a touchdown in each of the three games so far. But you look at Denver, and I was on Denver not only on a teaser, I ended up taking them plus the point and a half at home, and I felt very fortunate to win that game because this offense has two touchdowns through their first 11 quarters this season, uh, you know, 29 possessions. First eight drives last Sunday against the 49ers, they had six three and outs. So somehow, some way, this team is 2-1, and one, only scoring uh, 43 points in three total games. So when you look at these guys, and I think Denver's defense is legit. Denver's defense is going to win them a few games. I feel it won them the game on Sunday night. You know, Russell Wilson led the one drive that got him to a touchdown, and that's basically all they needed in the fourth quarter. But, uh, yeah, I'm not very high on Den on Denver right now. I was kind of buying low, 
Now I'm looking at them, though, and it's like you got an 0-3 team laying points. I think Denver's going to get plenty of action. I think certainly they're in that teaser territory. So I don't necessarily disagree with that if you're going to tease that up with a game that's got a little bit of a lower total. You expect lower scoring based on what we've seen in Broncos games this year. You know, 0-3 to the under. But I like the Raiders here in this spot. I, I don't think that they have been as bad. It, look, and it's still a new coach with a new system and, you know, some new intricacies in the offense, even though Carr and Adams clearly have that chemistry. But if you look at that Titans game where where Renfro had the two fumbles and, you know, they're just turning it over at the wrong time and they're just getting penalties at the wrong time. But I don't think that this is a bad team. This is a team that people I thought would – thought we were going to be a dark horse for the playoffs. I personally did not because, look, they got a lot of breaks down the stretch uh, last year, but they're not a bad ball club, Jimmy. I don't think that they're great, but they're not 0-3 caliber, so give me the Raiders on the money line. I'm all over the Raiders uh, as well, and I know it's uh, uh, one of our college contributors, but uh, I think the uh, philosophy remains the same, and um, our buddy Paul Stone, as we turn the page from September to October, uh, he's looked back at all of the winless uh, ATS teams mm-hmm. in college football and all of the uh, undefeated uh, ATS teams in college football. And over the years, if you fade them, you try and go the contrarian, the opposite way, 54%. You say, not a big right. percentage. Well, over a large sample size, yeah, so you're getting a little bit of an edge because the betting public is going to bet the teams that have been winning. And that makes sense, too, because I tend to look at that as well, because I think a lot of newer bettors in the market probably overly rely on, well, they're 4-0 ATS, you know. Look, and some teams continue those runs, you know. Sometimes you have a year where a team goes 10-2 and or 11-1 and ATS, and you're beating your head against the wall trying to fade them. But I agree with Paul in terms of his analysis, and he's got the numbers to back it up simply because – You know, that gets taxed in the market. Like, I always say, you know, if you know it as a better, they know it behind the counter. And they're going to know, okay, this team's 5-0 and against the number. We know people want to bet them. So they're going to put a little tax in that line knowing that you, um, not you yourself, but pejoratively as a better, is going to go ahead and bet that because you want to ride the hot team and you want to ride streaks here. So, yeah, I think absolutely that that gets priced into the number. Wes, I would have uh, missed on this one, guessing the line, as we look at this uh, old NFC East rivalry between Washington and Dallas. And because I am a, a recency bias fade guy, and I'm sorry, but, you know, Cooper Rush looked good again. Um, you know, he's sort of uh, middle of the pack, actually in the upper, just on the upper half is his passer rating. Uh, the, uh, with the starters that have started the majority of the games. Uh, the defense looks phenomenal. I mean, Daniel Jones, he's not my cup of tea. I don't think he's going to be the long-term answer for the Giants either. But, my goodness, anybody uh, pressured like that is going to have a rough day. And everybody saw them win and cover. They come back home against Washington, who scraped by against Jacksonville, lost and failed to cover the next two, and it's only three? I mean, this is uh, – it's not going to end three. I can tell you that. You're going to get more. If you do like Washington, I would advise to uh, wait as you do. Uh, You're looking at uh, the commanders here in this spot. 
Yeah, and, and I know at Bet Rivers it's three with heavier juice, but there's some three and a halves in the market. So obviously, you know, continue to bet with Bet Rivers, but also shop around, have multiple outs. So you're right. I think we're going to see more three and a halves than we're going to see threes. Oh, I as think this even gets higher, Wes. Sunday. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but I am going to go at the commanders on the low here. And there are a lot of people, including yours truly, raise his hand here, that did like the commanders a little bit plus six and a half. And that was one. It's like we knew from the get go it was a loser so it's like do I want a prolonged death or do I want a quick death and that was a quick death in DC last week where it's like okay now I know I don't have to focus on it and I don't have to worry about it that goes off the rotation in terms of uh, you know when you're flipping between games and red zone so that one went clearly out it was 24 nothing Eagles at the half Redskins got a cosmetic score in the second half and look Carson Wentz was pressured a lot he wasn't very good but they were after him all day long and we know the Cowboys led by Mike Parsons and D-Law this is a fierce pass rush however when you look at this I just think it's kind of buying on the low with the team and selling a little bit high because Dallas look to their credit and Cooper Rush has been very solid you know hasn't turned the ball over you know taking what the defense gives him and I think he's done a very good job so I don't want to discredit him but when you get a narrative kind of in the market, Jimmy, and, and, and when you hear it on national media outlets or see it on the Twitter machine where it's like, hey, you know, they're not too bad with Cooper Rush and Dak is the however many hundred million dollar man here. Are they better with, you know, that's kind of the hot take question, right? Are they better with Cooper Rush than they are with Dak Prescott? Well, the answer to that is absolutely no. But, you know, that doesn't stop people from creating the content and putting that kind of out there this week. So whenever you get a narrative like that, that's where I want to come in and play against that because that's where I think people are totally getting this a little bit wrong. And this is just short-term variance. Uh, Washington, you know, the defense has not been as good against the pass. It certainly has been against the run. I think part of that is because, you know, Young not being there for Washington, that really hurts them not having him for the pass rush. But... They've, they've been pretty effective against the run. And, you know, Dallas gave up a fair amount against Saquon Barkley and the Giants uh, uh, defensively, uh, you know, and then they were able to run on the Giants as well with Elliott and with uh, Pollard being kind of that home run hitter. But the reason why Elliott plays, by the way, is because Tony Pollard is not a good pass protector. So that's why you see Zeke that, and everybody's like, why do they play Zeke so much? Well, that's why for those that are asking on social media, but I look at this, and I think that this is a plug-your-nose play on the Washington Commanders because the market, there were a lot of sharp people in the market that I felt like this team last week, and then they weren't even close against the Philadelphia Eagles. So now you go to the next week, and that's where I look to back a team sometimes is when the market backed a team and then they got disappointed. So then, like, when they disappoint you as a better, you don't want anything to do with them. That's where I want something to do with them. So I like Washington plus the three and a half at Dallas. Dallas off the big Monday night win, you know, kind of priced a little bit higher. I mean, if they would have lost, they would have probably been two and a half here. So I'll take the three in the hook with the commanders. Washington plus three minus 103 uh, at Bet Rivers. Dallas minus three minus 118. So that is about that tells to go you it's to going to three and a half at Bet Rivers very soon. Yeah, exactly. And uh, also, I, again, Wes, I mean, uh, recency bias uh, is uh, exaggerated uh, when you have the standalone games like you did on Monday night. And I'm. I just think that Dallas money is coming in uh, big time. I think it's three and a half will be the 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 lowest price. I think uh, that you'll get on this one. 
Um, certainly, um, it does uh, some of the the places that we look at. Um, let's get to the last pick, and we're going teaser time again with uh, looking at uh, Arizona uh, going to Carolina, making the coast-to-coast trip. They're catching one and a half in that one. And then this Tampa Bay line is coming down weather-related. I'm sure it's got something to do with it as people are trying to see where Ian is going to go. They, uh, they may not even play. Uh, in Tampa Bay at uh, looking at uh, alternative sites. So that uh, may be affecting this line coming down as well. Uh, they're at uh, one and a half, one uh, at uh, Bet Rivers as well. Not now down to one. Yeah, I did it with Tampa Bay getting it up to seven and a half and, and actually eight when it was two, but it is coming down. Now, keep in mind, we may have a venue change here. We have no idea what's going to go on with Hurricane Ian and how that Tampa area is going to be affected, but you know, so your wager could get canceled, and you may have to rebet this if there is a change of venue. But I did tease Tampa Bay up just simply because these were low-scoring games. Look, we kind of commented last week about the uh, Buccaneers and the Packers. Hey, this is Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. The total is only 41 here. Well, it didn't even sniff that total. It ended up being yeah. 14 to 12, 26 points. And there was a reason for that, I think, because Tampa Bay missing Mike Evans. Mike Evans is, is going to be back this week, served that one-game suspension for that uh, little kerfuffle with Lattimore in New Orleans a couple weeks ago. So he's going to be back. I don't – Godwin still questionable when he's going to come back from his offseason surgery. But clearly – Tom Brady missed having those weapons because they were really just kind of stuck in the mud offensively until that final drive and actually had a really good chance to tie the game and perhaps win it in overtime if they would have got that two-point conversion, that play in faster because remember they had to take that delay of game at the end. So I still think, uh, you know, a, a lower total based on these two teams, Kansas City and Tampa Bay, Mahomes against Brady, and the total's only 45. You know, a couple years ago, it would have been 51. So when you get a lower total, that's when I think that those teasers have a lot more value, especially those Stanford Wong teasers going through the three and the seven, either teasing it up or teasing it down through those numbers. So that's the, something you got to look at. And then I'm going to tease it with Arizona. And look, I do not like this Arizona team at all. I thought they were lucky to win against uh, the Raiders. I almost said Oakland. Las Vegas, but and and last week they they were not very good against the Rams team that really didn't look very good, but the Rams were able to hang on, just make enough plays to win. But one of the things I like this week is when you get the little travel myth that gets put out there, Jimmy. And how often do we still hear all these years later? West Coast team traveling to the Eastern time zone, that they're going to be bad. Well, let me give you a couple numbers here. If you go in the 2021 season, West Coast teams were 15-8 and eight against the number when they traveled to the Eastern time zone. And I'm talking, you know, the Pacific time West Coast teams. And then if you go back since 1980, 352, 299, and 14 against the numbers. So, I mean, that's a myth that just, I think, gets perpetrated, really. What is, what is that number again, Wes, the last one? The, the, uh, the entirety from 1980? Uh-huh. 352, 299, and 14 against the number. And that's the West Coast teams, the Pacific time zone teams, traveling to play in the Eastern time zone. Now, so the way 53 games over 500. Yeah. I mean, that's, the way it's yeah. talked about, though, in the media, you would think, 
oh my God, you know, these West Coast teams, they're going to be dead. They're going to be sleepy early. In fact, you know, they can switch their body clocks. They practice earlier. You know, it's like, it's, it's almost like these coaches know that there's a three hour time difference. Mm-hmm. So they practice earlier than normal. So, you know, that, that myth just gets perpetuated. And I'm amazed when I hear it on national media networks about the West Coast team traveling to the East Coast when it's the exact opposite. They've been very successful in recent years. All right, uh, so uh, Arizona catching seven and a half. You talk about uh, desperate uh, as well. Uh, they can uh, they can use one uh, wherever they be. I mean, they, they were Kingsbury was almost on the way out, and mm-hmm. he, he you know he messes up. He doesn't take the field goal and make it a one possession game uh, yeah. in the fourth quarter. And so it was still a two possession game when they had that long drive. And Tampa Bay, of course, will try and uh, keep an eye on that. Term. No doubt, it's. I mean, Mike Evans is going to be a welcome back in a big way. Kerfuffle, we got another word for, you know, Mike Evans and his shenanigans. So. <laughs> you probably got plenty of words down there for Mike Evans, I'm guessing. Yeah. So, all right, let's keep it up, Wes. He's outstanding uh, so far. Two and one week last week, seven and three on the season. Uh, uh, NFL uh, handicappers combined. Uh, Wes Reynolds, Randy McKay, Aaron Renning, and Jonathan Von Tobel, uh, 22 and 15, 59%, seven games over 500. Without a doubt, we'll take it. Raiders, minus a two and a half. You like the money line as yes. well. Um, Washington plus three. That's a soft number. That's going up. Three and a half, well, at the least. Wait till Bet Rivers goes to three and a half. It will happen. Trust me. Arizona plus seven and a half. Tampa Bay plus seven, seven and a half on the teaser. Um and uh, Wes, how many how many shops um uh, or what is it? It's still kind of split a teaser, a win and a push, and certainly yeah. you want to avoid the push. So if you have to buy to a six and a half point teaser, you do that as well. Yeah, yeah, and definitely check your house rules too because some yeah. are ties lose and some are ties win. Or if you have a multiple team teaser, it'll work a little bit like a parlay. Like if you have a four team parlay and you get a push, then it goes down to a three teamer. So yeah, definitely check your house rules and also check your house rules in terms of how much vig you're paying because it's not the standard minus one ten on a six point teaser anymore because right. they know right. that the players have the edge with that. So that's why they're charging you a dollar twenty, dollar twenty five. I've seen books charge $1.40, $1.50 on these six-point teasers. No doubt. All right. For Wes Reynolds, I'm Jimmy Ott here on the Sports Betters Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network.